0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's weird episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm so happy to be here today and talking with all of you. Um, I say this is a weird episode for multiple reasons. One, it's like it's a day late. I'm supposed to have it up on Wednesday morning. Last night was Halloween. I have young children. It, it didn't happen, you know? And then the other reason why it's weird is that like my voice is kind of shot, and I was hoping that like by today... Like I didn't pre-record anything because my voice has been weird, and then I was hoping by today it would be better, but alas, I I sound more like prepubescent as the days go on, so it's not getting better. It's getting the opposite of better. But anyway, um, there were still a couple things I wanted to chat about today, mainly the um, release of 1989 Taylor's version because there's so many things to talk about there, and then later on in the episode... I have a discussion with one of my best friends in the entire world, Taylor Tucker, um, about the fourth wing and about how obsessed we are with it. Not the, I always want to say the fourth wing, but I feel like that's my personal problem where I put the in front of like every, every title or something as if like that makes it sound more official. Anyway, fourth wing books. We talked about them. Um, because they announced that there's a fourth-wing TV show coming on. And Taylor right now is just as obsessed, maybe even slightly more obsessed than I was right when I first read it. But she's extremely obsessed with it. So we had a really fun hour-long discussion. So if you're into fourth-wing just like we are, and if you're so excited about the um, TV show announcement and Iron Flame coming in six days, then stay tuned for that like bonus conversation at the end um and then today's just going to be like fun and casual I'm not going to put an ad on or like a professional sounding intro or anything just because we're just here chatting we're just here talking okay so let's get into it I mean first things first I guess I have to start on a bummer note Matthew Perry my goodness and like the thing is is like there's nothing to say right there's nothing to say that's just so horrible and so sad I have attempted to watch Friends so many times and I feel like, um, it's, it's not a show I'm connected to. I've, I've tried to watch it so many times and I think unless you kind of like grew up with it, starting it now, the laugh track is really, really, really hard to like get around. Like I watch it and I cannot get past the laugh track. It's, it's real bad and I cannot, um, like, it, it makes it too hard for me to listen or to watch it. But so I don't have that uh, connection to it. But I, I don't know. I feel like Matthew Perry is somebody that I've always watched his stories in the press because he's had like a lot of ups and downs. And his ups have always felt like really triumphant because he tries to help the people around him. And he released that memoir last year that I know a lot of people like kind of thought that he overshared not in a good way but everything that I read from the memoir I mean I only read excerpts and then I listened to the celebrity memoir podcast about it um book club podcast about it um I feel like everything that I read and saw from it seemed really really genuine and just like he's just a guy that's gone through it so I don't know when I heard the news it's obviously a shock but it's also like I just hope that he has found some peace you know it sounds like it was not a a fun or an easy life to live. So peace and blessings and hopefully hopefully he's feeling a little better, but so sad, so sad. But I don't know. And then I guess if we're continuing on the sad note, did everybody have the chance to read the Britney Spears memoir at this point? I'm kind of surprised. So we talked about it last episode in depth. So if you're listening to this episode, you're wanting more of a Britney conversation. Um, you're probably not going to get it here. I'm not going to dive too deep into it. So you could go listen to the last episode, um, that I did with Stephanie Moore. So she's so good. I'm so glad that we had her on. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been more discourse about the Brittany book. And I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and you guys know me. I go on so many rants about like people saying that things are PR and people saying that, um, like you know, I don't, I don't buy into a lot of big media conspiracies, right? Like, I'm probably the opposite of, like, House and Habit in basically every way, you know? But I will buy into the media conspiracy that, like, there are people silencing this book because all I read and heard about was about the Justin Timberlake stuff from the beginning, which is so sad. You know, she really it sounded like a brutal breakup and she went through brutal emotional hard taxing dramatic things during the breakup and during her relationship and so it seems like the abortion really took a toll on her and and what was so shocking not shocking but what was so enlightening about britney's um like mental state uh i don't even know if mental state is the right word her life experience. One thing that was so enlightening about her life experience that I learned in the book was that throughout the book, she would stop and she would say what Justin Timberlake was doing at the same time. And kind of, these are two people that had every same opportunity provided to them, right? And they both ended up in two to very different places. And a Obviously, a big part of that is based on the people that Britney had around her versus the people that Justin had around him, but also the narrative surrounding the both of them, you know? Um, and it's just, it's really, really, really unfortunate. But I I have noticed that the media has really just kind of like clung on to the Justin stuff. But even that, they've kind of uh, swept under the rug at this point. I mean, there's been other, other news stories and other things going on in other t- parts of the world. So, I mean... Thank goodness we're not focusing too much on it. But um I do find it very suspicious that Justin Timberlakes has the new Trolls movie coming out and like promotion for that is hazy, you know, because of the SAG strike. And, you know, a story about the main actor in your kids' animated movie. You know, advocating for his partner to get an abortion is probably not the news that you want surrounding your kid's animated movie. Um, So I find it very peculiar that a, all the Justin stuff was just swept under the rug really quickly, and b, that like, the conservatorship stuff and all the horrible, horrible, horrible things that she talks about in the, um, two like the two last thirds of the book. I mean, I didn't. I shouldn't even say that because I didn't finish a book. It was too hard for me to read. But like the stuff that she talks about with her custody and the conservatorship and her divorce and everything is just so dark and so hard to read, hard to think about what you would do in those situations, you know. And I'm shocked that that hasn't been the main news story. And I really do think that that's like the media at play, like really kind of silencing things. Because although her conservatorship is done, there's still... So many things, or so many people who are, you know, on her payroll and financially benefit uh, from her life and everything. Also, quick side note, you're going to hear my kids in the background, and that's another reason why today is ad-free, just because, like, I know it's not fun to listen to. So again, I'm sorry. So not only do you get, like, my going through puberty, weird, sick, breathy voice, you also get um, the sounds what what what's it called like the ambiance sounds ambiance that's not the right word ambient sounds of a, a three-year-old and a four-year-old and a six-year-old playing so lucky you anyway so so that's kind of where I am with the Britney stuff let me know if you've been kind of feeling the same way about it because I it's just it's a dark situation it's really it's really not good and yeah I couldn't I couldn't finish the book I feel like it's hard to say these things because I, let me think of how I want to phrase this. When I was reading the Brittany book and they, she was describing the instances where like she was five months postpartum and they were hiding her kids from her for weeks. And even though there wasn't like a legal like custody thing, like she still was having her kids kept from her. My, and I mean... I want to say like as a mom, but like, I mean, as a human, anybody could probably like empathize with this. If this was like my children, I would have like commit crimes. Like I would not have been okay. I would have like, there's a quote in the book that says like, I would have lit the whole town on fire. Literally, I think I would have done the same. And it's hard. And I want to pick my words carefully because I feel like I was just blown away by how strong she was. And I don't want to make it sound like Oh, she should have been trying harder, you know, because like, when I read that, I'm like, I can't believe that she took that sitting down. And obviously, that's not a a sign of weakness on her part. That's like a sign of strength. And she was kind of playing a long game and trying to do what she needed to do to get her kids back. So I was very impressed by her strength, very disgusted by every adult in that story. Um, And I've said it 40 times before, and I'll say it 40 more times. Any adult that interacted with her after the year 2004 deserves to be in a jail or you know, worse, you know. Anyway, um, let's talk about 1989. Do you guys want to talk about it? Um, let's let's see. As a re-record, our goal is to have these songs be a one for one replica, right? But I knew going into 1989 that these songs were going to be harder to replicate for a couple reasons, but A, because it's like, you know, more like poppy and computerized and like there's more stuff going on. Fearless was a very, very good like one for one replica experiment because it's it's easy to, you know, play the guitar, know what the song is supposed to sound like and then play the guitar again and replicate those noises. And all it sounds like is that her voice got cleaned up, right? Um, same with Red. Same with Speak with uh, speak Now for the most part. Uh, I know that like the criticism on that one is that some of the emotion is gone and like, yeah, I'll, I'll get with that. But not, like I could follow that criticism, but it's, it, it is what it is, right? Like she's 33 and she's singing these songs that she wrote when she was 19. So I understand that. But I knew that 1989 was going to be harder to replicate because it's a lot of like computer sounds. And the thing about those sounds is they were created by, A, two producers that were not involved in the re-records, Max Martin and Yoan Chilbeck. And they were created, like, by producers that were working for Big Machine Records. And so, like, those sounds and everything are proprietary to Big Machine Records. So, like, any sounds that they created on their computer, they were creating those sounds on their computer while Big Machine... Records was paying them to be in a studio and using equipment and that kind of stuff. So it'd be like very much like if you worked for a company and then you made these, I don't know, like master spreadsheet things and it had like some kind of proprietary information. You can't go and use that later when you don't work for them anymore, right? Because the other place funded that work. So I knew that that was going to be hard. And then also, yeah, Max Martin and Johan Shellback who produced like the big hits of this album. Um they were not involved in the re-records. The only one that was was Johan Schelbek. He did help out with um Wildest Dreams and Wildest Dreams does sound what it's one of the most the more similar um re-records on the album, right? And I don't know if it's a timing issue. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think that Taylor Swift would have paid top dollar, you know, to have whatever whatever producers she needed to be in the room with her for the re-records I think she would have paid for them um but it was probably a scheduling thing because she did get Yoan Schell back to do Wildest Dreams but as you guys might remember Wildest Dreams got released or re-released you know as a re-record like two years ago basically like they released it for the Spirit movie soundtrack like the cartoon and that movie came out like two years ago and remember, there was that whole trend on TikTok two years ago about wildest dreams and kind of like girls having like their sexual awakening, you know, and then she like re-released the re-record at that point and was like, oh, hey, do you guys want to use this actual version of the song instead of the stolen one? So anyway, I'm assuming that is a timing issue because if she was able to get Yoan Schell back to help out with that song that was completed two years ago. She probably just couldn't figure out logistically how to get them for this. So what do we have with these re-records, right? That leads us with a lot of re-records by Christopher Rowe and by Jack Antonoff just trying their best. And the songs that Jack Antonoff originally produced ended up sounding very, very similar and very, very good. So like we're talking about Out of the Woods and um, How You Get the Girl and I Wish You Would, that kind of stuff. Those sound very, very similar um, because he was the one who made it, right? So he was able to kind of track that process a little bit more. But I mean, if we listen to style, I think style is the biggest disappointment, right? The beginning of the song does kind of sound like very like, I don't know, like sexy-ish. Like I think when we look back on Taylor Swift's discography of all of her singles, style is probably one of the ones that hit the hardest, right? Like style, I think is just a universal banger and we all love it. So that was one that really had to be done correctly. And the beginning guitar part, like I was feeling optimistic, but what followed was just not like really mixed that well it was just a guy trying his best and you'll hear a lot of people say like oh it sounds like kids bought version of whatever that's because really that is what it sounds like it sounds like a producer just kind of trying to recreate the magic of what they're hearing through their ears you know and then just layering different tracks on top of each other and then the end result is just like a little noisy and just like different enough to where you're like this is different and I prefer the original you know I do think with Shake It Off, they did a good job with Shake It Off. Um, Blank Space, I think they did a pretty good job. Welcome to New York is like never a song I want to listen to that much, but um, it, it, it was fine and a little noisy. Um, let me, I'm looking through the track list. I think that the best re record possibly in the entire project of this whole re recording process, so out of all the albums, I think one of the best re-records is Clean. I am putting it right up there with um the re-record of Treacherous and the re-record of The Other Side of the Door. And Treacherous is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. It's like my favorite one on Red. I love it more than Even All Too Well. I love it, I love it, I love it. But like they were able to amp it up so much on Red, on the Red re-record. And The Other Side of the Door, um the song from Fearless, which was like a song that I never ever listened to because she didn't sound good on it. The life that they were able to bring into that um into that song for the Fearless re-record really just like revitalized it and made it such a good song and clean didn't need an improvement I don't think, but pardon my pun, but it really does sound cleaner, crisper, nicer. Um And, like, more full somehow. Like, maybe just, like, with her voice. Guys, my voice is really... I feel like it's, like, just starting to go more and more. This is getting more and more embarrassing. I'm sorry. But I don't know. Uh, And she did bring back all the original producers for that one. So, Clean was a really good re-record. Wonderland was a really good re-record. So, yeah. And then, as far as the bonus tracks go, I mean, Slut wasn't really what we wanted it to be right i do think it's funny how slut is probably a song about harry styles right as most of the re-records are slut is probably a song about harry styles and we were all anticipating this song that was either like some kind of like feminist anthem or something really sexy right like if you're gonna call a song slut exclamation mark we're expecting some kind of adulthood right Um, I think it's really funny because when Harry Styles released the track list for Harry's House, there was a song on there called Little Freak, which ended up being my top played song of last year. There was a song on there called Little Freak, and everybody was anticipating this being just like a sexy bop. Like, just, I remember reading tweets of people saying like, oh, this is going to be like his prince, like, sexy, like fun poppy like little freak and then it ends up just being this like kind of beautiful almost ballad like song that's likely probably about taylor swift um when you look at the context clues of that song in the course it says over and over again like your delicate point of view um and you know she sings delicate there's there's just kind of like a lot of clues that lead it lead us to believe that it might be about taylor swift um so i just think it's funny that that song little freak much like slut exclamation mark by taylor swift didn't really laid up to didn't really live up to the title you know you know what i mean um but still a good song i really like it. it's one of my favorite re-records um and the other re-records say don't go i think i've listened to it twice maybe three times it's it's fine i'll i, I didn't need it Um, same with Suburban Legends. I hate to be the, oh, this sounds just like blah, 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 police. But Suburban Legends really does just sound like Mastermind. Um, with like a little bit of labyrinth, like cut over it. It's very clear that Jack, like Jack Antonoff has his like filthy little paws all over all of these re-records. they sound 100% like Jack Antonoff tracks. And that's because they all sound like Midnights, right? And it also kind of leads me... Um, to further believe that oftentimes these like vault tracks are not really like songs from the vault, but it's kind of like songs that she writes that could be placed in that time period, you know. Um, Although she did do some voice notes on Tumblr explaining her process for the production and writing of a couple of these songs. And uh, she did make it sound like those ones were written legitimately. Like she talked about how she wrote Slut way back in the day and when she was putting the album together, she said, okay, like we have this song and we have blank space, which one should I keep? And one of the best decisions that Taylor Swift has ever made, she kept blank space. And then she ended up cutting slut because they were the- thematically similar, right? Um, anyway, Suburban Legends. Yeah, it's basically this mastermind, right? But I'm not the first one to say that. I think we, we could all tell, right? Um, now that we don't talk, It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's such a good pop song. I wish that she released this as a single. I wish that the Eras tour was going on right now. I mean, it does pick back up next week for a couple dates. dates. Um, but like, I would have loved to even see this like on the set list. Like it's such a good song and I hope that we get it as a surprise song. It's just, it's a really, really, really good pop song. And then that leads us to, is it over now? A song that I've listened to at least 16 times today. Guys, l- let me pull up these lyrics. First of all, I don't appreciate the um the seagull squeak. I don't think I need the the seagull squeak in the song. But but these lyrics, this like little bridge that she throws in, one of the top Taylor Swift bridges of all time. It's insane. And did you think I didn't see you? There were flashing lights. At least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. Only rumors about my hips and thighs and my whispered size. Oh, Lord, I think about jumping off a very tall something just to see you come running and say the one thing I've been wanting. But no, I to me, that's right up there with my hearts, my hips, my body, my lungs. Or not lungs, love, my hips, my heart. Okay, now I'm just getting tongue-tied. I'm tongue-tied. I'm sick. It's time for me to stop talking. But that was a great, great, great vault track. Thank you, Taylor, Allison Swift. Thank you, Harry Styles, for being not a great guy at the end of the relationship, I guess. Um, I I don't know. It's a really, really great song. And it is funny because a lot of people were anticipating a Harry Styles feature. I wasn't, but I was like, oh, that'd be fun. But I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. But a lot of people now are like, oh my gosh, she like murdered him on this song. We'll never get a feature. Like they'll never be friends again. Guys, this happened over 10 years ago. And I don't think she's saying anything that incriminating. Like, okay, so you dated people after you dated me. I don't love it. Right? I I still think that we could like, when we're looking at her ex-boyfriend's, and you think about, like, how each ex-boyfriend wants to be treated in songs. The the pinnacle of, like, the best-treated, um, like, boyfriend or ex-boyfriend of Taylor Swift is Taylor Lautner, right? Like, no one has been treated better than him musically and in every other way possible. Especially given the fact that he's just, like, out there on talk shows right now promoting who knows what. I think he's really just promoting, like, his connection to Taylor Swift. I don't really know. But anyway... I'm Team Edward, so I have like inherent Taylor Lautner biases. You, we all know this. But Harry Styles right under Taylor Lautner of in like the list of people being like treated well by Taylor Swift after a breakup, right? Like there's a infamous like Joe Alwyn, like a source close to Joe Alwyn says that he's upset that um, Taylor released the song You're Losing Me. Because he thought that he was going to get more of the Harry Styles treatment. So I still think that we could look back on all the songs of Harry Styles and say, okay, this they, they had a fine breakup. And I mean, we see them now. They're friends now. We've seen them in public talking to each other multiple times now. So everything is fine. Um, and like the song is really fun. I love that she put the um, blue dress on a boat line. Because that picture is just legendary. Anyway. I really like it. I like the vault tracks. I think my favorite vault tracks come from Red, and then this album, and then Fearless, and then Speak Now. There's no. I don't listen to any of the vault tracks from Speak Now, I don't think. I Can See You is fine. Timeless is fine. Yeah, I don't listen to any of those. And like Mr. Perfectly Fine from Fearless is the only song that I listen to on there, so... But the vault for uh, Red, the only ones I don't listen to is the Ed Sheeran one and the weird one about suicide, which I mean, I'm glad that some people have that song. I just I don't I don't need it. So I don't listen to it. But anyway, I hope you guys all liked that. That was what, 25 minutes of me just like talking with my raspy voice about stuff. I hope that you all enjoyed. I hope that next week I have a better voice. I hope that um, I could give you guys a proper show. But again, I didn't want to like. Make you guys think that I was giving you a subpar product, um, and like throwing an ad on this. So I'm not gonna put an ad on this episode of me just rambling with my kids talking in the background. But I hope you loved it. And then we're now going to talk about the Fourth Wing with Taylor. And again, if you've read the Fourth Wing book, here I am again with the Fourth Wing. If you read Fourth Wing. This conversation is really fun, if I do say so myself. Taylor is really, really funny. Um, So yeah, enjoy. Okay, wait, one more caveat before I go into that. I had to record my thing with Taylor on my phone. I think that the audio quality is fine, but it's like not perfect. And do I really even need to acknowledge this? Probably not, but I feel like if you guys know that I know that the audio quality isn't perfect, then like then we're on the same page, right? So, okay. Anyway, bye! What you're about to listen to includes many, 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 many spoilers for Fourth Wing. So if you haven't read Fourth Wing yet, this is your cue. Come back and listen to this later on after you've read the book. Gosh dang it. Hello. Okay, so this is a little bonus part at the end of the episode because I could not resist. I mean, obviously, I knew I was going to talk about the Fourth Wing TV show, but... There's one person that I had to talk to, talk talk to about it. Yes, that sentence does make sense. Anyway, ever since I watched or read Fourth Wing three weeks ago, I have been a vigilante. I have been insane. I have been trying to convince every single person in my life to read it, and Taylor is one of those people. And Taylor is on the train harder than anybody that I know. She. Is- I am.
1: I am first class. I am front row. My bags were packed, ready to be put in the train. I, what did I say to you? The first time you ever told me, Taylor, I actually think that you would really like this book. And my words were, oh, know, it will, will become my entire personality. I have no doubt about it. Okay. Yes. And guess what? It has.
0: The thing that you need to know about Taylor and I, so Taylor and I are in like a friend group of like seven women. We are all in love with each other. We group chat every single day, all day long. We go on multiple trips together throughout the year. But Taylor and I are the only two Twihards. We're the only ones mm. brave enough to say, you know what? We love a YA, little sprinkle fantasy. And not
1: mix- ironically.
0: Not ironically. Live, breathe, and die by Twilight. Were you a Hunger Games girl? I never read
1: the Hunger Games... I did read the Hunger Games books but I it was never as strong as Twilight because Twilight hit when I was like 16
0: Hmm.
1: so I was at the perfect age for Twilight and so for me that really began the triangles in books oh the bad boys in books the boys that girls shouldn't fall in love with and The most key important factor to every good book that I love, young adult books that I love, is the bad boy that changes for the girl. Okay,
0: Every single time.
1: Every single time. And so Twilight really came at the perfect moment for me.
0: Yes. So while I was trying to convince all my friends to read it, I was like, but there's one person in particular that I know needs to read it because me and her are on on the same wavelength about this. If she loves Twilight, she will love this. Mm -hmm. And Taylor, please explain to the people the circumstances in which you just read Fourth Wing over this last week. You finished it three days ago. Yes, I finished it
1: three days ago. Um, so Mary told me to read it. She was like, look, I really actually think you'll like it. And I said, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but sometimes it's hard for me to start a book. Like that's the hardest part for me is to start it. But you were like, get the audiobook, just listen to it. And I had a 10 hour plane ride to Italy last Sunday. So I started it and the beginning, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going through. And then the man, you meet a man named Zayden. And the first paragraph where the main character, Violet, talks about Zayden, I knew. I was like, oh, here we go. So this here is our man. I'm I, This is our man. This is my man. We are on this train and I'm not getting off. Um. So then through Sunday and through the rest of the week where I was tr- in Italy going to all of the main tourist attractions from Florence to Rome, I was listening to Fourth Wing. The entire time. The entire time. My sisters are listening to podcasts while we're in St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican. We are li- They're listening to podcasts about like what they're seeing. Hey, go over to this corner and you see this cross of Jesus. Guess what I'm listening to? I'm listening to Zayden. I'm listening to Zayden and Violet fight in their minds and on top of their dragons. Okay? So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was an exciting time. And so I read it the entire time I was in Italy. I would truly, when I was ever, if I was ever annoyed of people I was with, my family, I would just put in my earbuds and I'd be like, I'm listening to a book. Don't talk to me. Yeah, sorry. At one point, at one point I woke up at like 6 a.m. in Florence and I was like, hey, I'm just going to go like Rome. And really, my mom was like, oh, I want to come. And I was like, no, you may not talk to me. Like okay. I am- <laughs> so at one point I was just roaming around Florence for like three hours in the morning listening to an audiobook listening to this book because it's like 20 hours
0: yeah so it's it, a it is lengthy and this new one that's coming out on November 7th is a lot longer I I hear it's <sighs> hours longer or something thank goodness yes
1: that's all I have to say so yeah it was a true um situation. Because it does get steamy. It does get spicy. And so you feel really awkward. When I was in St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican, there were like new cardinals. Like the Pope had named like cardinals like two weeks before, like these new priest guys. Sorry, I'm not Catholic. I really don't know anything about that. But what I do know is there were new cardinals from countries around the world getting like ordained in the basilica. I'm listening to Violet and... and, And do it okay in my ear while my eyes are watching Catholic cardinals like get ordained into the Catholic Church. Okay, that's how truly insane it
0: was. Dedicated, and it's funny because we had a lot of connection issues getting onto this podcast tonight. And I just kept telling Taylor, I'm like, this is the punishment, like, you were in this holy place. No, God is mad, God's definitely
1: not not happy with me.
0: I just it is perfect it's a perfect like enemies to lovers because i feel like they give you enough of them interacting throughout the whole time where like he's mm-hmm. nice to her pretty early on like like he's helping her out and stuff like pretty early on where it's not just like i hate you i hate you i hate you until the end of it where it's just like actually like i've loved you all this time like there was enough even when they weren't together together like it made them finally like getting together and getting it on like chapter 30 or whatever it is it wasn't like frustrating getting there to me like it felt like a proper build up and there were enough times where they would like have these little kissing moments here and there let me say
1: this the kissing in this book
0: is like yeah you have your steamy
1: like they're getting it on um like moments but like the kissing where they just make out the first couple of times is like, than I've ever read. Mind is just like, whoa. And they're just making out. And it's like, dang, that was like really intense and amazing. But I remember you telling me how you were trying to describe the plot to Alex one time. Yeah. And you were like, me saying this out loud sounds crazy. And I was like, oh, it can't be too crazy. But now, I tried to tell a coworker about it today. I was like, oh, hey, do you read fantasy? And of course, if you ask somebody if they read fantasy, they're like, no, you weirdo. Of course, I don't read fantasy. And I'm like, neither do I, I promise. Wait, this isn't like that. Like, I promise I'm only a Twilight girl. I like, I don't read fantasy. And they're like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm, okay. But I try to explain
0: the plot and it's madness. I mean, it's insane. But it is like... And I mean, when you hear Rebecca Yaros, the author, talk about like what her goals were, because she has like romantic novels and stuff that she's written. Like this is her first like fantasy thing, I believe. Like she wanted this to be like people's gateway into fantasy. So it's still like rooted in like normal language. Nothing crazy yes. is going on. OK, this is the weirdest question, but I was thinking about it earlier today because all I could ever do is think about this effing book. Do they have like plumbing in this world? Okay. Oh
1: my gosh, Mary, that is so funny you say this (laughs) because now that I'm like re-basically rereading it until the seventh, when the second book comes out, I'm just like rereading this first one and just like rereading my favorite chapters and like trying to really gather Mm -hmm. small like details that the author put in that I was like, whoa, I didn't notice that the first time. As I'm going through this book, I'm like, what year are we in? Exactly. How, how... Technology, how advanced is technology in this world? I don't like they're writing letters, but like I don't know. I have no idea what year we're in. I have no idea how much tech they have. I have no idea if they have indoor plumbing. Are we game of throning it? Like
0: I don't know, is like that normal like dorm room situation where they have like a bed and an armoire and all this stuff? I'm like, okay, so they're civilized. And like what I'm picturing is literally like a dorm room on a campus like but like do we have electricity like i'm wondering is there electricity but like you never hear of like he put the candle out let the candle on out. yeah yeah so i need to know that's one of the questions that i need what year are we in and what kind of um like also something that i've never been able to do with fantasy books or movies is like i can't get past people like not brushing their teeth in the morning no nope. I can't
1: get you know. Zayden doesn't need to. (laughs) Zayden Zayden is is perfect.
0: (laughs) Like, um, you guys know that I read the Akatar books, or I read like the first three, and I like ran through the first two, and then the third one. I was like, okay, so this is a fantasy book, and I'm all out on this one. But the first two gave me the same feelings as Fourth Wing almost, except for like Fourth Wing more. Anyway, but like there were too many points in there where I I was like. They have now been in bed together for two days. Yes, and yes. have not bathed, and there's been no mention of teeth brushing. I don't even know if they have toothbrushes in this world. What is the dental care like? What's the smell situation like? I don't like any of this.
1: Okay, because they do. Okay, well, in the real book, it never references. Well, it references the washroom. He like says washroom to her when she like wakes up from a coma, essentially, right? <laughs> at at the very, very end, and he says, like, the bathrooms through there, but, like, that's the only reference to, like, a bathroom, but in the fan fiction, because, guys, that's where we are. We are reading fan fiction of this book. I've never done this before, ever. I've never done this with any other book ever in my life where you have been like, hey, I found some fan fiction that's been written from the other main characters point of view Zayden's point of view because the real book is by Violet's point of view and I was like if you don't give that to me now I will freak out
0: okay so like to fill everybody in somebody like two weeks whenever I was posting about how much I loved it on my story I got a message that said like hey this is kind of out there but if you're looking for more to tide you over there's this really impressive um like set of fan fiction where it's the entire book, line for line. Like, they don't get a quote wrong. There's nothing wrong. I cannot imagine how much time this person spent on this. There's a very impressive fan fiction, all from Zayden's point of view. And I think I loved it more than the original book. And I... 100%, Mary. I am so with you on this. To
1: where I'm like, is this the author under fake name? Because it is so good. It is so good. And it's almost as if this person put into chat chat GPT, like write this in Zayden's voice from the original text, Mm -hmm. like write it in his voice, but then like spit it back out. Like that's how perfect it is where I'm like, no, I would believe that Rebecca wrote this, the author, like wrote this.
0: No, I really thought I'm like, is this her doing like a focus group or something? Because I did see, um, She did this interview recently where it said, like, are we going to get more of Zayden's point of view in the next book? And she said, we can't get Zayden's point of view until he stops keeping secrets. So there's, like, more secrets to come out. But anyway, if anybody wants a link to that thing, just let me know. Yes, I wish it was, like, an audiobook or something. You're just going to have to read (sighs) it on But there's ways I think.
1: I am reading it on my phone in the tiniest, tiniest print. I read it all the way back, my 10-hour flight back from Italy, back to the United States. And literally, my (laughs) eyes were as close as I could get to the phone because they were so tiny. The text was so tiny. And the phone was so bright that my eyes physically hurt. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't get enough.
0: That's so dang good. I had already read. I had already read this book.
1: And yet... I couldn't get enough of reading it the same lines just from like another person's well, point of view.
0: And I did catch so much more. Like I didn't catch like, for example, that the mom's magic power or whatever it's called is like the controlling the weather. And then yes. Violet is walking the parapet. Then that's like the craziest weather that they had that day. So I'm like, okay. So she was trying to offer daughter. All right. Yes. Yes. There were so many little details that I was like, Oh,
1: Because of this fanfic. So I was like, you know what? I'm really grateful for this fanfiction because there are so many tiny details where I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. gone back and read those parts. Specifically if Zayden is not in the scenes, I don't really want to reread it. Um, But so like that fanfic from his point of view, I was like, oh, that's what that meant. Or of course, when you like know the twist at the end. It's like, oh, everything he was saying was trying to protect that secret.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I just don't know. So we have the new book to look forward to. Some of the fan theories I'm seeing on TikTok, I'm just going to choose to believe that those are just clout chasing people that are just trying to drive up mm. and get people making people mad. Like there's some people saying that um, this book's probably just going to be a filler book because there's going to be five books <clears> in <throat> series and if you look at like the trajectory of how fantasy books have to roll out although Akatar, the second book was like the hottest greatest most amazing book so Mm. but of course there will have to be like some kind of filler book in there somewhere um and then other people are like if if this is only like book two it can't just be Violet and Zayden like there's gonna have to be something else but I think that it's fine if they're just together and That's what I think that people need to understand is
1: that I will read five books where there is no conflict between them. Yeah. Like if
0: I just get to hang out with them.
1: If I just get to hang out and read their, read their scenes, I'm getting hot. Okay. (laughs) I'm getting hot. If I just can like read them for five, that's fine with me. I don't need like, okay. I remember, I remember one of our favorite shows, um, Starstruck on max um amazing but i remember the creator and the star of the show was like well you have to have a conflict between the couple like you can't just have them happy and i'm like why Mm -hmm. i would read that i would watch that
0: that's why um season three of girls i can't remember do you watch girls did you ever watch it yeah okay well possibly my favorite show of all time but season three of girls is the best season bar none because it's just her and adam and they're not cheating on each other there's nothing Mm. like you just live in the relationship for an entire season and yes like no crazy things that happen around them but like you're kind of anchored in like something real in the middle of it and it's so good but yeah so hopefully what's the worst book of twilight what's the worst book we don't want New Moon.
1: Stop breaking them up. We don't care. Love a love triangle or like this kind of story. I just want to see the couple that I want to see together all the time. And I will yeah. read five books of that.
0: And I what feel is... like they can't even, I mean, then this is getting, it's like theory stuff, but like, it's not like they can even break up because their dragons are like together. So they're basically together for life. And I wouldn't be surprised. This is like my acatar peeking out here but i wouldn't be surprised if like because their dragons are mated then like they're connected in that same way too like because if they can read each other's minds they're not going to be getting with somebody else she's not going to go get with zane if uh our dane Dane. you know yes okay can i ask you a
1: serious question yes how do you feel about okay When the dragons, the very first time that she didn't shield Taryn's emotions from her and the very first night they kissed because they could both feel the dragons,
0: like, emotions for each other. So are the dragons doing it? Yes. And that's, like, one of those parts where I'm, like, I have to deflect, like, I have to turn that part off in my mind Uh or else I feel like a weird perv because I'm, like, I don't want to two dragons like like i already feel dorky enough as it is it's like the same i know i keep talking about akatar but like it's literally the same thing like i read those books loved it and then the moment i saw fan art of what they're supposed to look like i was like oh no like this is what i've been reading and lusting after like resand like i've been like so horned up for resand and he has wings no sorry no shut it down well it's a real it's a real
1: fine line of like bestiality here
0: Yes. so yeah so I was like oh no, shut it down and then like so just
1: I- anytime they feel the emotion of their dragons, I'm just like so your dragons are doing it I don't want to know that yeah I guess so I'm, like I'm a prude I'm a prude when it comes to dragon sex I'm sorry. I know. we just need to get with it but yeah so I- do you? I watched a TikTok that was like, well, I'm scared of the next books because, like, the enemies to lovers has already happened. Mm -hmm. Like, we are there. We are there at the end of the first book. Where are we to go? That's where I got, like, people were getting scared of, like, obviously there has to be a continuing storyline. For me, Rebecca, if you're listening to this, I don't care. I want
0: them to be together forever and be happy. I'll read it what i'm assuming is going to happen is we're going to get probably the first half of the book of violet i just can't trust Zayden, whatever yes we're, that's a, what if, you your, if you can't like if you can't see the stakes that he was protecting and like the fact that he like your best friend has the ability to read your mind and like the moment he was able to sell you out did sell you out so like if you can't use your brain and your logic and be like oh i couldn't know this information because of xyz reason he has... He's protecting 120 kids or whatever. And... 107. And, get it right. Get it, get it right. Every single scar on his back. How dare I? Um, but anyway... like So, like, I hope that there's not too much, like, groveling. But I'm sure it will be, like, half of the book of, like, Violet. Like, we have to have it out. Whatever. And then they'll get back together in the middle of the book. And then I'm assuming that the second half of the book will just be, like, action. Just like do 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 do. Just like plot 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 plot.
1: Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the first half will her just not having it at all with him. Just yeah. like yeah, I'll fight with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it will be a lot of her and her brother. Yeah, like a lot of them talking, and then in like, okay, maybe he can be like, no, Zayden's a good guy. It's fine. Just trust him. It's okay. But then her resisting it and her just being stupid.
0: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, hate- like, so where do they go from here? So they were like found out. They were sent somewhere to die. But then you like read the description of the next book. And she's like, Violet's going to her second year at Bagsath College. Or Right. So like, how did they get out? Um, unless they came up with a really impressive lie? Yeah. Like, I, I have literally no idea. But like where do they think that they've been? I don't know, but I'm so excited. Iron Flame, it's the first thing I've ever pre-ordered. I I hope that that means that it just arrives at my house on the 7th. That, that better be what it means. Uh, did you pre-order the hard copy? Yeah.
1: Oh, you're not going to audio book it?
0: I mean, I'll audio book it for every waking moment that I can't spend looking at the pages. But I am yeah. a really fast reader and the audiobook was kind of pissing me off just like, cause it was going so slow. Or, well, especially, was- especially for us
1: gals that are in it for not the battle scenes. Okay. Yeah. Like I really skimmed, like I kind of was pressing like 30 seconds mm-hmm. to see if they were like still in the sky with a dragon. And I'm like, okay, we can keep going. We can keep going. And then until she said Satan's name again, then I'm like, whoa, back up.
0: <laughs> like I listened to, um, to the audio book while she was talking about like the big challenge where she ends up killing Jack right Jack and uh,
1: Jack Barlow who Jack Barlow is the exact name of Lisa Barlow who is a real housewife of Salt Lake City her well, serve- son who is going on a mi- who is serving a mission right now his name is Jack Barlow okay wait 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 so. wait, wait wait hilarious
0: wait 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 what I need us to figure out is Does Rebecca Yaros have LDS ties? Mm, Great question. Great question. Says, first of all, I have to thank my heavenly father for all he's given me. None of this would be possible without him. She has- Okay, if that's
1: not not a beginning of a testimony, I don't know what is. She has a husband and six children.
0: Wait, have you looked this up before? Uh, This is just me talking right now. Like I haven't looked up, but like I would imagine that Sorry, pardon my French, but if you're listening this far, you have read and listened to Iron Plane or Fourth Wing. I don't think anyone LDS is writing these in-depth sex scenes if they care about their church standing. And also not to like modestly modesty watch, but like Mary? I don't Mary, think Mary.
1: What? Mary Becca. In fact, a Mormon. <laughs> no! Rebecca has publicly stated that she is Mormon.
0: Oh my gosh. But she can't be active right now.
1: This is... I don't think... This she- is wild. This is wild information for me to come across. Because when I tell you, like, these sex scenes are just, like... So hard. I don't know. Someone is tearing her apart saying that the sex scenes read, like, middle school... Children who just learned w- what like sex is, right and I'm okay. like, you're wrong. That's a wrong take. Um, I am a 33 year old woman with three children, and I disagree with that statement. Like, the only okay?
0: unrealistic part is the fact that she's like, we're going for five like orgasms tonight. I'm okay. like, okay, okay, oh, down. Guys, there's one thing that
1: you need to know that me and Mary have talked about, and it's how. The talking dragons, the mind reading dragons is more realistic than when they're going for five orgasms in one night. Okay. It's utterly ridiculous. That when I tell people I'm reading a fantasy book, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. (laughs) The fantasy is actually all of this. So yes, I would not want a 17 year old to read this book and think that that's real. Yes. Shout out to all of you if that is real for you. Love that for you in your life.
0: Yeah. Congratulations to you. Don't DM me and let me know, but you know, just know that I'm proud, <laughs> but, but I am, I'm, I'm so curious to know about her church status, which I mean, we're not supposed to know, right? Like we're not supposed to be curious about people's church statuses, but it's like, because I've wondered and I watch her things and she's just like, clearly like not wearing garments. And again, not the garment check. Well, uh, right, right. well, that on her journey. Wait, Mary? Well, this
1: is the thing. So I'm now reading her about me because now I must know everything about this woman. And she does love coffee. And again, as a Mormon who drinks coffee, I get it.
0: Like, you know, that's just another, like... Like, I'm just wondering where she's at on the journey. But, like, six kids. I need to thank my Heavenly Father first and foremost. Everything I have is... That's a testimony for sure. Yeah. For sure. Not even god or anything like that my lord and savior it wasn't jesus christ very telling i
1: am so interested i'm so interested in this now because because if we know anything it's that everything freaking has a mormon connection anything find the mormon connection you just have to dig for it and in this case we didn't have to dig very far
0: if anyone has um If any of my LDS listeners live in or around Fort Collins, Colorado, where I believe she lives and has her LDS tools, I don't need her phone number. I just need to know if she's in it.
1: Oh my gosh. This is hilarious.
0: I can't can't believe it.
1: Do you think she's talked to Stephanie? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I, because her, her, I'm sorry, but her sex scenes are way better than than the
0: Twilight. In Breaking Dawn, we wait all that time. Even oh as, like, a when I was reading it, I was like, that's it? Seriously? This is lame. Oh, my gosh. Lame. Another announcement oh gosh. was made today, though, that we will be getting the fourth wing TV show. And surprise, surprise, it's been in pre-production for almost a year. Wow. Which is so great. Taylor here is a TV producer. So maybe she has a little <laughs> more. But to me, so she says that it was in pre-production before the writer strike and they were able to begin mm-hmm. for the strike, had to take the big pause during the strike. And now yeah. that has resumed. But of course, casting and everything with the SAG strike, there's like no casting talks. Like there's nothing happening in that field. If the strike ended by the end of November... The timeline that I think that they could believably get one out at the earliest is February twenty twenty five. What do you think? That feels right.
1: Especially because oh my gosh, how long is it taking them for to get us a Bridgerton? Like my gosh. Like that's not yeah. even like world building. Like, yeah, they gotta make some sets, but like
0: just give us freaking Bridgerton already. Okay? Well, and it's been done for so long. Bridgerton has been yeah. done since last year.
1: It's so obnoxious. It actually really is. It makes me a, a tad bit mad at what's-her-face. Um, Ch- <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, the most powerful woman in television. Mm-hmm. Um, It makes me a little mad. But, yeah, that sounds right about 2025. Because just imagine... And, like, they have to break down the book into like how many episodes and where are we going to leave each episode and then casting. And then I've just been thinking about all the logistics of like, how are you going to show the mind reading on TV? It can't be cheesy. Like you can't like put a mind, you know, bubble
0: on the screen. Part one taught us anything. Mind reading, very hard to convey on TV. The worst. Very hard. All the all the Twilight movies was the mind-reading werewolves in Breaking Ugh, Dawn her Terrible. Oh,
1: it was yeah. terrible. Yes, so that's all I imagine when I imagine, like, the dragons talking is the werewolves from Twilight talking, and we know how that turned out. Yeah. And so, and especially because some of my favorite, favorite scenes are when Violet and um, Zayden are mind-reading each other, like, talking to each yeah. other through their minds. Like, they're not looking at each other, they're, but they're having a full conversation. Those are some of the best. And so if if they don't do it in a good way and it's cheesy, it will not work. Yeah. And so I think it's going to take a lot of time for them to figure out what actually looks good on camera and how they're conveying these really important conversations that the main characters are having.
0: Mm-hmm. And make it look good. Yeah. And also... Something that they have been talking about on the Big Picture podcast, which is like a movie podcast I listen to, Mm -hmm. is VFX people, um, artists, have been like trying to unionize for a long time because like they're being held to these impossible standards by all these studios to crank stuff out. So that landscape with these VFX people and like people that do CGI, all that could very well be changing very soon. And we don't know what that's going to mean. Or anything like this because obviously it's going to be very cgi heavy but Fair. hopefully we'll find an abandoned school to like do some of it at and then just give us cgi dragons that's probably all but i mean but like the parapet everything is just going to be
1: it's so hard because i love this book so much that i'm i don't want to set super high expectations for the tv show but it will be so disappointing if it's cheesy yeah because truly, I really don't think, other than some certain plot lines in the book, um, like Satan telling her, don't fall for me. And of course, when he said that, I was like, oh, come on. Here we go. Don't- here we go. Like, we're really going to do this, Rebecca? We're really going to put that line, don't fall in love with me? Like, promise not to fall in love with me line in here? This is BS. But that was like the one thing where I was like, Ugh, the cheese factor just went up like times a million. But like a lot of the world building and the set of it all, like in my head is not cheesy. The oh The yeah. dragon of it all, the dragons talking to each other in each other's mind, like it's not cheesy to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. So they I am- need to do it right. I'm very happy with where it landed on Amazon with like the MGM backing. The only thing that would have made me happier is like an HBO. But of course, like that's, that's a different thing entirely. That was never going to happen, but like production value wise, Amazon and MGM, they have like the money to just throw at this. Like, I mean the Lord of the Rings show that people barely watched is one of the most expensive TV shows of all time. Yeah. So I believe that they have the, the tools to get it done and to get it done fairly quickly in a not cheesy way. Like, I'm glad that like, you know, Fox and Disney didn't take this project. Right. But we'll good, Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And I mean like the Avatar show is supposed to be on Hulu and I'm like, so what's that going to look like? You know, like if it's a Hulu. Orig- like, I don't. Hulu I don't... makes me scared. Hulu makes me scared. Like, I mean, they had a good thing going with the Handmaid's Tale and then they just ruined it. That's season. True. So I don't know. But anyway, quick fan cast, if you can. Zayden, it's impossible. We can't fan cast him. There are no
1: words. There is no person. There is, I've only seen I, like AI generated perfect face person. Okay. If you are an F1 girly, um, F1, the racing sport, Um, there is a Ferrari driver named Carlos Sainz. He is my favorite driver and he is mm, scrumptious. He is like tall, dark. He's a Spaniard. He's from Spain. Like he is so he's tan. He has Prince Eric hair from the little mermaid. Like his hair is perfect. He like takes off his racing helmet after a two hour race. And it's just perfect. And I picture Zayden as that. Like he has perfect luscious, dark hair, tan skin built like tall and just like a perfect bod and so like he but like the face isn't quite right but that is what i picture so if you just want to google ferrari yes. driver carlos signs um that's the closest i can like picture in my head
0: yeah i i mean i feel like i just have like a mix of all like the ai generated fan art i did get a couple messages that said like hey just so you know Zayden is canonically like a person of color, or like Zayden is black. But then I looked that up, and in the text, it says like he has tawny skin. And then I googled what does tawny skin mean because I'm not familiar with that. And it looks like a like a medium skin tone, very very much like like Carlos. Like yeah, maybe some some kind of like spain or definitely like there's like some something in there but i mean Mm. that's googling if somebody else has more things that they want to add to that conversation i would love to hear it um yes and i actually saw that tiktok too
1: that like is a man of color but they didn't go fully into well would he be black would he be like what is color to people Mm -hmm. um just more like, yeah, he could be, like, Spanish. Yeah. Or he could be, like, Portuguese or, like, Italian even, you know? Like. Totally. Um, So that's why I imagine, like, really dark features and, like,
0: tan skin. Yeah. I know, but I mean, we'll be happy with, I mean, I want to say we'll be happy with anything. I mean, obviously he has to be a, a hottie. Somebody sent me a name earlier. Rome something what was his name give it to me and i was very i love, go- I love googling live on a podcast very impressed by the abs oh rome flynn oh it was my friend caitlin i saw a rome flynn fan cast for him and i did Oh, interesting yeah. okay i mean yeah he's hot he's yeah incredibly like incredibly attractive hot enough to do it sign me up but um yeah yeah yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. they do every single time a book adaptation happens, they take the original text and they say, "Actually, this person's better for the part." So, like, so it doesn't really matter if we're like the, the well, and like- it is
1: good because Rebecca, the author, is the executive producer. Yes. So, like, hope there will be probably situations where it's like, "Well, she did write it. If she pictures a man of color, yeah, hopefully she will get her way in fighting for that." And fighting for a character which she thinks like, no, I this is Yes. You know? Just like I'm you know, um Stephanie fought for Robert Pattinson.
0: You know what I mean? Like so look, look how I, that turned out. I I have so many Robert Pattinson things I need to talk about, but I'm always so nervous because I know that at one point I was on her radar for half a second. Something weird <laughs> the Robert Pattinson, Sookie Waterhouse space. Something real weird is going on.
1: Do you think that she's pregnant?
0: I mean, wearing an empire waist dress like that. And I mean, we're not like, yes, like we're not supposed to look at people's bodies and accuse them of being pregnant, but also there's certain things, aisle wise that whatever. It's and- like you do
1: hide this, or you do wear this to either hide something, yeah. accentuate Aren't something.
0: Clothes do do that, yes. And she, um, she's followed a couple parenting Instagrams. That's interesting. Big but, little feelings, but they're not um, not like baby or even toddler accounts. Like they're just kind of like general, like as if she like searched parenting account. And just picked a couple at random and there was a blind which i'm have moi. i put a little bit more stock into lately but a lot of others mm-hmm. don't there have been blinds floating around for a little bit that like she's leading people to believe that she's pregnant to kind of like keep the relationship going which like that sounds too fan fictiony but like there's something weird happening in the sookie waterhouse space and has been happening for a while. If that's what's happening, that's kind of dark. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's and like, and like, you go through her Twitter likes, which again, I'm a psycho. And like, if you've mentioned her on Twitter, she finds the tweet, like she, like, she searches her name constantly on there. And she's interacting with people on there all the time, which like, that that's great for her if that's what she likes to do and it's like a good mental thing for her i mean that's how she found that like alexander Skarsgård powerpoint thing i made i'm assuming like because i mean i saw right. that i saw the tweet that she liked about it anyway I, i'm digressing but i'm just saying if you've been watching the robert Panson sookie waterhouse space for the last five years like i have
1: <laughs>
0: ladies there's
1: there's an audience and it's the audience of one yeah, ladies, continue to watch you. Because
0: there's some, something, <laughs> to, but either it's a pregnancy or it's a something. Um, well, I guess
1: we'll know in nine months, you know.
0: W- we will. We, we'll that, know either way. That is how babies work. So that, <laughs> um, I mean, I hope, I hope it is like they've been together for a really long time. He's not getting younger, you know, like it's, it seems like. I'd a, be very happy for them. Yeah, find
1: if ha- This fine. is what they both want.
0: Yeah, great um anyway but yeah it could easily be like a weird dark thing but um i think that's it is there anything else to say um i
1: just want to ask you about one other theory one other fan theory that you think that maybe we i saw on tiktok that people were talking about how they think that the rebels kids so zayden and you know all of them um everyone that has you know a rebel relic Mm -hmm. um that they have two I I do believe that theory and so one I saw one person really talking about the line where Zayden says you've been my I've been yours for longer than you can remember or like longer than you know (laughs) um like I've belonged to you longer than you know and that could be connected to something like they've known each other in a past situation or he's known about her for a long time almost like reading the future or like something i don't know how do you feel I,
0: I am very um into the theory that he's like a mind reader because there's another part where like she thinks something then immediately he says and don't just think that i blah blah, blah like the minute she thinks it and then there was like another time too where he kind of read dane really quickly somebody had like a theory that his second gift like his second magic power signet is um like truth desertion like he could like tell if you're talking to him like you can't read your mind but he could tell when he's being lied to or when it's the truth and mm-hmm. that's why violet survived that first night like when he found her like hiding in the tree and found out all that stuff and she said i won't tell anybody he goes oh, okay i believe you
1: yeah he believed her so
0: quickly yeah so I'm like so maybe some kind of mind reading or something then there's also it would the- make sense since they it's such a big deal when that mind readers have to
1: be killed like immediately so if like he never told anyone and like no one knows
0: yeah and somebody also pointed out that Liam i guess there's like a random line during the fight like where like Liam ends up you know dying that like he shoots ice and like Violet doesn't know how he yes. shot and like that's not his signet. So is it yes. Is that's why also-
1: they think that the rebels have two signets. Yeah. That would be really interesting. <laughs> Talking about this is important work, Mary. This is <laughs> yes. important work. Especially now that we are connected to Rebecca. Okay? Yeah. She confirmed, <laughs> like a- we have a pathway to Rebecca. She might not be active. I don't know here so um yeah i think that would be really interesting and i would assume because they always talk about how zayden has so many secrets Mm -hmm. from rebecca herself that like that would make sense if he has an even stronger and bigger power that like no one knows about but like the line about him the line he said to violet when he said like you've been mine or i've been yours for longer than you can imagine to me i read that as just like well yeah when he like first saw her on the parapet he like fell in love with her
0: yeah like i've seen some like far out theories where like her um like the signet that you'll get from indarna is like that time stopping but it could be like a time wielding thing where like she's been from the past because i guess tarn also said like I know who and what you are. Okay, that was weird. So, like... was a weird line of, like, what does that mean? Maybe she's really involved with the rebellion, and then, like, this is some kind of, like, time thing. But that... I mean, like, that's, like, too high concept for me. So I'm secretly hoping that it's nothing like that. Well, we're getting...
1: That's getting into some multiverse, and I know that you don't like multiverse. I don't appreciate a multiverse. That is true about me. There's one thing to know about Mary is she ain't gonna she ain't gonna She's mess over with a multiverse. It's <laughs> um, true because with yeah. a multiverse, things get sometimes the stakes aren't stakes no, anymore because no one's no, dead, no one's dead. Mm-hmm. Everyone can come back, you just hop to another timeline, and there's another like yeah, the stakes are kind of gone. Well, yeah, like, I remember
0: I got really fed up with it when I saw Doctor Strange, like, the newest one. Mm -hmm. And you'd be watching them fight, and, like, it looks like it's not going to go one person's way. But then, oh, they have, like, this magical weird thing that they could just, like, pull out from, like, oh, I thought that I knew the parameters of what the scene was and what they were fighting with. But, oh, like, he's able to get out of this just because he is actually from a different dimension and can teleport across a room. Like, okay, so no one's ever actually in danger because they're always going to get out of it, you know? I don't like the multiverse. Yeah,
1: for me, that was Guardian of the Galaxy 3 when mm. Zoe's character um, comes back and Chris Pratt is in love with her, but, like, she's a past version of herself, and so she doesn't know Quill. And so it he just is like, remember, remember, we love each other. And she's like, no, I don't know who you are. And I'm just like... Why couldn't they just leave her dead?
0: Yeah. Like, don't bring her back.
1: Don't bring her back. Just leave her dead. Don't bring her another version of her from the past. I don't know. It was just like, like I, yes, if someone that is listening is like, well, that didn't happen and and game, blah, blah, blah. I understand. Okay. I know. (laughs) I watched them all. Okay. I listened to podcasts about them. I know. But I just wish like the stakes would be that they, that she just actually died. Kind of like how black widow dies like how iron man dies like they're not coming back Mm -hmm. but like of course they had to bring her back so
0: but if there is i mean let's hope that there's no multiversal anything going on here but like if anything the i've loved you for longer than you could imagine It could also maybe just be, like, Brennan has told him stories of his sister or something. And, like, Yes. Yes.
1: And then he, like, saw her and he was, like, well, she's hot. And, like, Brennan has told me a lot about her and I like it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably in love with her. So, like, that's all that it could have been. Or or
0: he could know her. That's the only problem with that fan fiction thing where, like, I have to remind myself that, like, that's not actually, like, canon, canon yet or whatever. Okay. This is what my problem is with the fan fiction as well. Because I
1: love it, I'm devouring every second, every moment, every word of it, but I also have to remind myself this all might be so false, like especially when they they're making up some scenes. Yeah. They are completely rewriting a couple of scenes if Violet is not in them. Because of course Violet tells the first story. So like so especially like the first time they sleep together and he meets Liam in the hallway. And like she makes up, that writer makes up this entire scene of him talking to Liam about, no, I don't want to tell her that I love her. And they talk about Brennan. And it's like, okay, this could all be not real.
0: Like, yeah. this is not real. This is not I, canon. Out of the shadows of it all. Cause I like, I didn't realize that his gift was like that powerful. But then I was reading the comments of the fan fiction and somebody in the comment said, that rebecca yarrow said like people don't understand from the first or from fourth wing but like zayden's uh shadows can move things zayden's shadows can protect someone on the parapet zayden's shadows can go miles away from where he is like so she said those things truly
1: it seems from the fan fiction i'm like so zayden's the most powerful man alive he can just do whatever the hottest and just yeah he can do whatever I will read 25 books of this man, okay? Sorry to my husband if he's listening. I love you. Uh,
0: I'm down so bad. Like, my- so
1: bad. I can't remember the last time I was down this bad about a book character.
0: Oh, a book character? Not since Edward Cullen, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and. I totally agree. I totally agree. I like, I mean, I honestly like, if our. If we're talking about fictional hotties, I mean, I did feel things for the Duke in Bridgerton. I did feel things, but oh. I—that was more me and my friends. We were excited. We were talking about the Duke. This is something else.
1: It's something else entirely. Where like my whole body, literally, like somebody will say something in our group. And by the way, listeners, we have a group chat for our friends that have read this book and. The group chat name is called "Sluts for Zayden." Okay? Sluts for sluts, sluts, for Zayden. So, and by the way, since I listened to this on audiobook, I did not realize Zayden's name was spelled with NX. Yes. And so when you when I got sent "sluts for Zayden," I was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> um, but when you like, even when anyone like says something about him, I like go weak, I, like, fall over.
0: I cannot. I also, um. okay, I remember another literary person or like fictional person. Eric Northman from True Blood did get me down a little bit this bad. And whenever I think of him or rewatch an episode or see a clip on TikTok, I go, that was something to behold. And it did spur a years long obsession with Alexander Skarsgård just because I thought that Eric Northman was so hot. Did you ever watch True Blood? I can't remember.
1: I, I watched like the first couple seasons but I don't really remember it
0: really it really goes off the rails so I mean yeah I did I
1: I was down really bad for Anthony in the second season of Bridgerton Um, yes obviously the Duke yes but like Anthony really put me down um also white collar um Matt um Matt Bomer who which interestingly enough Matt Bomer and then the main character of Bridgerton season two are both gay in real life. So I don't know if that says something about me,
0: but I'm very attracted to hot gay men. You like them tall, dark and han- or tall, like dark hair and handsome, and gay apparently. And gay, yes that that is a big qualifier.
1: But yes, I- my my exact type is
0: tall, dark and handsome. Yes, yes. Which who? Guys, present. it has been over an hour at this point. Hello <laughs> <I> everyone. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to this bonus. I was going to do an episode just to like put up one. I was going to do it a day early because tomorrow's Halloween and the theme of this episode was going to be celebrity stories that still haunt us. Like I want to know what exactly happened with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes divorce and like the terms of her divorce. Of I want yeah, like, I want to know why Jennifer Lopez's version of Bye Bye Birdie never ended up getting produced. Like, I I just have, I want to know really the truth about what happened to a lot of the members of the Glee cast. You know, like the Glee cast is- That's big... a
1: dark, you want a dark, spooky story. I bet you learn about yeah. more about the Glee cast.
0: Yeah. But I might just throw this up just a standalone as it is. Happy Halloween, everyone. Here's some dragons. I think that's a great idea. Maybe I
1: have a work Halloween party tomorrow. Maybe I should throw my hair in a braid. Get some leather on my body. Yes. I'm sure you call it a day.
0: Get some like silver hairspray. And and they're
1: like, Taylor, who are you? And I'm like, have you heard of the book fourth wing?
0: I have to admit I'm not totally clear on like the venom and what they are and what they're supposed to look like. And, why they're so bad and why they must be a secret into everything. Well, Big theory that Violet is part Venom because she mentions that she was like she mentions that after she was born, she was in the hospital for six months. And she has this thing that like takes all the color out of her. So her skin is very pale, and then her the bottoms of her hair is silver because all the color is sucked out, because something within her sucks all the color out. So People thought that there might be some venom interference, but I don't even know what that would mean. I don't know what a venom is. Is it a person? My mind is blown with that theory. Blown. Okay. I haven't even
1: thought about that. Um because let's be honest. I was listening to this while walking the streets of Rome, so I missed some details. Okay. (laughs) But uh theory that I will be Googling
0: later. But I, I don't know. The thing is, you probably hadn't thought about it because, frankly, we don't spend that much time thinking about Violet. How can we? Oh, we only have. Uh, unfortunately,
1: this tiny, tiny Violet girl is not on my mind. Okay? All you need to know
0: about her: she is petite. She is. Oh, she is so tiny, and Zayden. Is how so many tiny. ways can we say that she is small?
1: How many? How many? How many How many times do we have to hear that Zayden can pick her up by the backs of her thighs because she's so small?
0: Everyone thought that she would die because she's so petite. That's, well, you know, I
1: hate Dane because because of that exact reason. Because he wanted to get her away at all times and like told her that she couldn't do it when she was beating everyone. Yeah, She was doing a great job and Dane was still an annoying a-hole. But I also really disliked that she was still like, I don't know, maybe I will die. I don't know.
0: No, no, you were fine. You're going to be okay.
1: You're going to be okay, girlfriend.
0: Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening to today's deranged episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast, especially this last hour of it um You can find us on TikTok at, at I Just Want to Chat Podcast. Find us on Instagram at, at I Just Want to Chat Podcast, and you can use my code Want to Chat for ten percent off at poppinsperiod.com and enjoy some period freedom. And Taylor, is there anything else you want to leave the people with? Go read Fourth Wing
1: immediately. I'm telling you, even if you don't like fantasy, I know it sounds lame. It sounds weird. Dragons are mind reading. I know, but guys, guys.
0: And it's, it's really good a modern way. Like you're not going to read There's it. There's no be- weird words. It's if- like that. What I was gonna say about the
1: venom. I imagine it like the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. That's okay. like the only thing I could I could compare it to is like okay. the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. All right, that is helpful. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's but good. like,
1: they're more like witchy. They're more like they took power and then they like almost sold their soul to the devil to have all the magic, but then they turned into white walkers essentially.
0: My goodness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would be very curious to see you read Akatar next because the hunks in that one are enough to like, Really it's really long mm, I don't think so I, I mean I read both of them in two days like I read the first one in two days and then read the second one in two days once I started getting going with it it took me like weeks to like get past chapter one yeah that's the hardest
1: part truly getting past like chapter five of any book is like really hard yeah and if I'm not hooked immediately I throw, I'm, I'm done yeah.
0: And I did read like in book one is just like a beauty and the beast type story. Mm, but great. then book Love that. Two, the romance level gets knocked like turned up to a bajillion. And it's just very, it was very good, but I did spend a lot of time being confused. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see the try. anyway thanks for listening. We will see you next week with a proper episode. But as of right now, We don't even need a proper episode because there's a book called Fourth Wing that you could use for entertainment. Love you all. Bye.